Today we're filming another Homes on Homes podcast. We're at the Improved Center and I like this place. Uh, come down to see me when we're doing a podcast. People are always walking around, there's machines. You'll always hear noises in the background. But today I'm excited because I'm gonna be talking about healthy air with two great guys. Sonny from Panasonic, he's a big guy, an advocate that cares about indoor air quality. I have Bob Deeks from BC, RDC Fine Homes. He's also a Homes Approved Homes Builder and uh, love this guy. I've been working with him for many, many years. Now we're working with Sunny, Panasonic, and trying to teach you about what's right in your home, what's wrong in your home, and what we can do to make it even safer. How are you guys doing today? We're great. I'm doing great. Thank you. Now, I remember years ago when we were building, the big subject was mold. And that was really because we started to build more airtight homes. We had hot meeting cold within the wall cavities. We had two food groups. One was moisture, hot meeting cold creates moisture. Secondary was uh, live product, which would be the paper on the drywall, the live studs, so organic. Combine the two together, this was really easy to create mold in the walls. One thing I want to teach you and tell you about right now is that we breathe approximately 18,000 spore counts of mold and one cubic meter of airspace outside every day. Did you know that? Our bodies have become accustomed to breathing this every day. But when you exceed that limit inside your home, and that's just talking mold, we're going to get into detail about what can be in your air. When you exceed that inside your home. This is when things can come, become very bad. If you notice the, a rise in bronchitis, a rise in asthma, a rise in all kinds of allergies. I'm getting them myself. What, is that? what the hell is going on here? Bob, you've been doing this for years. Yes. Okay, and building homes, I mean, I remember starting, you know, we used to build them at $90 a square foot. Uh, we were building the minimum code and we started to see what was working and what wasn't working. And then we started to introduce or be introduced to better products that we can use in our homes. What did you see along the way? So yeah, very a great question. Uh, when we first started building, indoor air quality really was not uh, top of mind at all. Nobody talked about it and we really didn't understand you know, what the solutions were in the marketplace to ensure that we were delivering decent indoor air quality. Um, ventilation code in those days was simply a bathroom fan that was on a timer or a humidistat. Everybody took it for granted. And you know, interestingly, the houses that had bathroom fans on a humidistat, people were never educated around what that humidistat was doing. Um, all they identified is that the bathroom fan wouldn't turn off. And so then they would disconnect the humidistat. And so we had all these houses that were built, you know, particularly through the late 80s and into the 90s, where because people didn't understand the consequences of ventilation, um, they actually were turning that ventilation strategy off. Um, as we started to look for better solutions um, for better built homes in the early 2000s, we uh, understood that an HRV heat recovery ventilator, which was a dedicated ventilation device, your fresh air device in your house, um, would also enable some transfer of energy from that cold incoming air transferring some of that energy from your conditioned air inside the house, um, that started to become a key component uh, of every build that we did. Um, and but that that's you. See, the problem that I'm seeing, and I love that, that, yeah. that is your character that says, we are going to put in an HRV, and we also have ERVs on the market. We're going to talk about those in a moment. It wasn't in code until we started building even more tighter. And then it was regions, areas, states. As we, can, we can keep saying this. 
Some places say you must have an HRV. Some places don't care about it because that's up to you. This is about education here. When it comes to an HRV, heat recovery ventilation, and Bob just talked about it, this is a really smart thing because what have we been doing all these years? Our homes are airtight. We want to be more efficient. We want the furnace to come on less in the winter and the air conditioning to come on less in the summer. So we're trying to hold it in and be efficient within our build and our own technology based on areas we live. By doing this, what we've done, and we, we didn't realize this over the years, is, is that we've introduced more things into the air that we didn't think about, right? Like VOCs, what are volatile, volatile organic compound, what is that? That's from furniture, carpet, paints, you name it. There's all kinds of VOCs in the air. We didn't think of ar argon gas coming into our house. Where the hell does argon gas come from? From the ground. The more that we held this air inside our home, this became a big issue. And the thing about argon gas, sorry, radon yeah. gas, the thing about, and it's, I'm gonna correct myself, it's radon gas, we have argon gas too, but radon gas is even worse because it is the second leading cause of lung cancer besides smoking cigarettes. And it's a long-term effect. So, I don't think people realize that we, we stay in our homes an awful lot. We sleep overnight, the wife's usually home, the kids are home, especially during the summer. And one thing that I want to first talk about here is that we don't see what's inside the air. So what is this, out of sight, out of mind? We can't see what's in the air. But if I showed you a graphic of what we're breathing on a daily basis, and I'll give you one example. As you're sitting on the couch watching TV and that sun comes around that window and gives that sun ray coming in, all of a sudden you see a ton of dust. And I've, I don't know, have you ever sat there and held your breath? Because you're thinking, I'm breathing that in? Okay, what's in the air, Sonny? There's a whole lot of different things in the air. Uh, I mean, we're talking VOCs, PM 2.5s. I mean, there's just a lot of fine particles in the air that are really, you know, they're harmful to, to everybody's health. And not only to your health, but to a lot of different things like your cognitive abilities. I mean, there's certain health functions. You mentioned asthma, allergies. These are big things that are, uh, that if we don't look after that, I mean, they can really, you know, they can, really hurt uh, that, that person and it, it progressively gets worse. So with ventilation, good ventilation and purification strategies, we're able to kind of to make sure that we can minimize that, uh, that bad indoor air quality, like, like you said, that dust and what you see when that sun comes through the, through the window, right? And most dust is actually body skin. I don't know if you know that, that comes off our own bodies. Mm -hmm. Uh, we create that, but then you got pet dander, you've got the VOCs, which I think people are starting to be more aware of, and they're buying paint, zero VOCs, carpet, zero VOCs. The more that we can reduce these volatile organic compounds in our homes and what we're breathing, the better. So great, congratulations, people are starting to pay attention to this. Mold resistant products is another thing that we wanna do to confirm that we don't put mold in our homes. So let's get back to the subject of an airtight home and how do we condition it? When we talk about conditioning, what we're trying to say to everyone out there is, that's a furnace, that's an air conditioner. That is conditioning the air in your home and not air conditioning. It's controlling it, it's how we clean it. Everyone thinks just putting in a filter in your furnace every three months is the key. Let me tell you something, you can't put a, a new filter in your furnace enough as far as I'm concerned. Put one in every month. We, we waste money on coffee, hot dogs, and crap at the fast food restaurants. 
We need to look more into uh, our family's health inside a home, especially today. Why? The last three years, what have we had? COVID. COVID. Oh man, COVID. Talk about a pandemic. And this is the beginning of a change in our lives that we've never seen before. This means this is going to continue. The one thing I'm bothered by right now is that we're not really seeing anything changing in code when it comes to uh, a healthy home. We're trying to. There's people talking about it everywhere, especially in BC. BC seems to be the leading in Canada. Panasonic in the United States. There's a lot of companies out there that are communicating, but there are not enough people like the three of us sitting down right now can sit down and talk and talk to you. So. People have said to me, Mike, what is an ERV? Sonny? ERV, uh, energy recovery ventilator, as opposed to what Bob mentioned as an HRV heat recovery ventilator. And I think there's uh, a little bit of, this is all about education. You said, you know, the education, not only on your indoor quality in your home, but also the solutions around uh, improving indoor quality. An ERV, simple as you know you talked about moisture you talked about you know mold and how how we get those things but really what we have with the ERV is all year-round moisture management because of the core that's in there so an HRV and ERV look pretty similar uh, but what we have in HRV is heat recovery so we're recovering heat where you know for example there's certain climates where you know two or three months where we have to put the air conditioning on because we get those you really you know those heat waves and that humidity is just too much we're able to manage that moisture now you know, even minus a humidifier on, on your HVAC system with an ERV. And that's all done in the core, talking about making sure we're balancing that air and what we want it and how we want it to be. Now, even on top of that, you know, the whole part about disconnecting your humidistat, for example, if we're not educating the customer on what that control does, it's going to be turned off because they think it's wasting energy. What Panasonic has brought to the table is a way to automate that. And that's the key, right, is educating them on how that indoor quality is going to improve in their home and really that set it and forget it kind of uh, attitude where we're going to make sure that your indoor quality is monitored and also engaging the ERV, for example, and, and the bathroom fan to make sure stuff like VOCs, mold, allergens, uh, pollen is all going to be mitigated at, at, the, at the, the best way it can be. And that's where an ERV comes in. And I think HRV has been code, needs to be a certain efficiency. We really have to start shifting our, our thought to an ERV, an energy recovery ventilator, as opposed to an HRV, because we want to manage that moisture in the summer, in those summer months or those hot months. I'm glad you said that because the introduction, and correct me if I'm wrong, an HRV was designed first and an ERV was designed second. How many 100%. years apart, do you know? I'm not absolutely sure, but I mean, from a Panasonic perspective, we really, I mean, we are, we like to be associated with high performance homes. So that's why we kind of went with an ERV. We never really designed or manufactured that, but I would say, um, I mean, ERVs in the last five to 10 years, you know, have been introduced, but not from a code perspective. So if it's not in code, of course, you know, the contractor and the builder and the designer is just going to put in, it's got to be 75% efficient we're going to put it in and it's an HRV. So what we're seeing now is HRVs are still being specified, but we're going in there and saying, here's the benefits of an ERV designer, engineer, and builder. And you know what? You should be putting this in and then it gets switched to an ERV uh, that way. Okay. So Bob, when HRVs came out, you were, you were a big lover of this. This is something you saw as a component that should be in every home. I was too. 
The HRV was the first out there, and remember, heat recovery ventilation. What that means is it's gonna recover the heat from your furnace. It's gonna be more efficient, or help your furnace be more efficient, the air more efficient, and the V at the end is ventilation. So that's gonna pull fresh air in from outside, makes it stale air, gets blown out again with a high efficiency furnace. When the ERV came out, I, I, I myself said, okay, what the hell's the difference between HRV and ERV? And then I started to look into it. And right now, I believe everyone should have an ERV and not an HRV. Your opinion? You know, for me, uh, going back almost 20 years, you know, I'm constantly confused as to whether we should be doing an energy recovery ventilator or a heat recovery ventilator. Um, there's been a lot of talk at certain types of climates, you know, whether it's a dry climate or a wet climate. You know, one climate was better suited to a heat recovery ventilator, another one better suited to an energy recovery ventilator. And I think where I finally landed is, particularly when we look at Panasonic's integrated system and its smart system, uh, that we're going to make a shift and we're just going to start to specify energy, energy recovery ventilators, ERVs. You know, what I think what is really unique about what Panasonic is delivering today is this smart indoor air quality strategy. You know, for us, um, you know, we try to educate our homeowners on, on when they should adjust their, uh, their ventilation system, you know, whether it's HRV or ERV. If you have uh, a lot of people staying, you might want to step up the speed. Um, and I think, you know, the integrated system where you have something that's constantly monitoring the indoor air quality in your house and then behind the scenes is adjusting the air flows on that energy recovery ventilator. It's managing the humidity in your house. So it's adjusting, you know, in an unseen way behind the scenes is really the way of the future. I can't say enough about how excited I am uh, to start partnering with Panasonic on this holistic system that they have that is not just a fresh air delivery system that people forget about. Uh, it's a fresh air uh, that forget about and then don't manage. It's a fresh air delivery system that you can forget about understanding that it is doing this in the background for you and managing that indoor air quality for your, your family. You've seen on the show for years that I've been using Panasonic exhaust fans in the bathrooms and these exhaust fans are very hard to get. You gotta get them direct from Panasonic because a lot of the big box stores don't wanna carry them. They're too much money uh, and there's just not enough education. You can buy a fan for 30 bucks. Why would you wanna buy something that's $200? Because when it comes to something in your home for your health, that's what you start to need to pay attention to. So we're going to talk about what Panasonic has done, which Bob is breaking down into this set it and forget it. Right now we live in a world where everyone has their phone. Sends me a notification. Oh, look, someone just stepped on my property. I love this. Oh, look, somebody punched in a code in the front door to get in my home. I know exactly who came in. I can talk to them on the camera. These are great things. But if you could use your phone to find out what the air quality was like in your home, as a matter of fact, it sent you a notification, and we're going to get into detail here. Panasonic has come out with the Whisper Air Repair. They've come out with the best ERV system that I know of. And I agree with Bob that moving into from an HRV to an ERV with a system that makes sense, we now introduce a Swidget system. And the Swidget system goes into your electrical. And that is every, every switch, receptacle, could be a camera, it could be light, it could be a sensor that works with your ERV. So we're gonna break this down and we're gonna talk about the three and how they work together.
This, to me, is very exciting. Okay, this runs at four watts, continuous power. It looks like about an eight inch speaker that goes into your ceiling. You don't have to duct it outside so we don't lose uh, air control or air loss. This is something you can put in every single room and it's just cleaning the air four watts at a time, nonstop, keeps going forever. That's incredible. When we introduced the Swidget system, and I know these two guys are excited as much as I am, the Swidget system with the ERV, I'm gonna give an example. We're filming Frank's house. Everyone knows my electrician, Frank, and uh, his health really fell downhill, and we did his home at the end of last season of Homes Family Rescue. There was 20 of us in the kitchen. Here's your example, 20 of us. The air was great, right on the phone. Here's, here's Sonny looking at the phone, air's great. All of a sudden, because there's 20 of us talking, being in the kitchen, the air quality started to go down. I'm gonna tell you why. Everyone's breathing the oxygen in the air, number one. Number two, everyone is breathing out carbon monoxide. Okay, that means the air quality is starting to get stale. A notification come on the phone, sent it directly to the ERV, which turned on 100% to clean the air. You didn't have to do anything. But what's great about this is that it sent a notification for you to understand. All of a sudden, you're starting to see this and you're starting to learn about the air quality. If you turn on the stove exhaust, high because we're cooking at the same time, which we were doing, that could also tell the ERV through the switched sensors in the switches. This room needs to have full ERV, so it'll turn on at the house, it'll bring it up and then click off again when it needs to. That's the point of set it and forget it, correct? Mm -hmm. Tell me more about this. Yeah. So let's look at that example uh, for Frank's house because uh, we have we had some whisper we had a whisper air repair also in that kitchen. I mean, sort of that yeah, that, the kitchen, kind of above the table, away from the exhaust fan. So with whisper air repair with ERV and Swidget, we have kind of a, a passive and active application that we can do around indoor air quality. So the set it and forget it part. So that specific sensor you're talking about was an indoor air quality sensor, and when we had all that people in that space. What it's so we're, we're connected, for example, we're, we got a 204060 switch that's connected to the ERV. That's the only thing that's actually connected with two red wires to the ERV. That can sit anywhere in the house. Now we have that one that was by the, uh, the kitchen where we were that had the indoor air quality sensor in there. So that one will, will measure VOCs, total VOCs, uh, pressure, um, temperature, humidity, and it has an overall indoor air quality index. So when it realized that that overall indoor air quality, we said it was excellent, it started going to moderate, it would engage the ERV to bring in fresh air and it would actually engage the boost mode. So that specific ERV is 100 CFM maximum. It's gonna go right to high speed and bring in as much fresh air as possible and take out stale air. So we're taking care of that with, with fresh air, but the set it and forget it is we're able to, to uh, notify you on your phone, like you said, and then engage that ventilation system. So engage the ERV, or a bathroom exhaust fan, depending on what the design is, and really get your, your air quality up to an excellent. So we're not gonna shut that boost mode off until you get it and you have a peace of mind that that air quality in your home is excellent. And that's the kind of, the set it and forget it, right? Where homeowners, you know, that thermostat or that control, they're not really sure how to operate that. And by educating and, you know, it's all about occupant behavior, right? If they're gonna turn that off, they're gonna have worse air quality. If we can just tell them that, hey, you don't need to do anything except for, you know, everybody picks their phone up when it goes beep or it vibrates and it's like, hey, you know, it's the Leafs didn't win the Stanley Cup this year or whatever, but 
that's that's a, that's another subject. But if you but again, <laughs> again, yes, and I don't know why I brought that up because it's probably still on my mind. However, um, you know what? Your indoor air quality is 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 going down. Let's engage the the mechanical ventilation to improve it. And it's really, I think, we were at the CHBA show last week and talking to builders about, hey, if you can give me something that can monitor this and monitor that and turn stuff on, I'm like, well, we have it, and that's what we're in the process of doing of making sure that you know. Builders like Bob and a lot of other builders are, are knowing how to, to build and design ventilation around that strategy. This has been the subject for builders, not homeowners, because homeowners really don't understand this. The HRV was designed to run 24 hours a day. But the more that Panasonic has stepped forward with this three-stage system, actually, we can go on, it's probably a four-stage, mm. This isn't about sending you a notification that you need to turn this on. This is about sending you a notification to let you know that it's going on, to let you know that the air is bad in your home right now and can identify the air is bad in the kitchen. The air is bad upstairs. The air is bad in the basement. I think we need to have sensors in every room. Do you agree? I think so. I mean, I, that's the challenge too, right, is, uh, you know, are we going to replace a regular outlet with the switch in every room? Yeah, we should be, but we can also do it, you know, we can have, if there's a switch in a, and a plug in a room, let's have it in a switch, right? And have a sensor in there, whether it's temperature, humidity, motion, whether it's indoor air quality uh, index. But I do agree, and it's, it's about educating the, the home professional builder to, you know, how are we going to make that, that change? Because there is, you know, a regular outlet might cost, you know, two bucks, where a switch it might cost 10, let's say. So there's, there's, there's a costing, but how do we counterbalance that with, you know, do we want to be able to market good indoor air quality and, you know, and sacrifice a little bit of cost in terms of, you know, our budget on, on, on building these things? But we have a way of doing it, and I think the word is smart home ventilation ecosystem, and ecosystem includes being able to monitor every room because that ERV is supposed to be doing whole home ventilation, right? If we monitor every room, people say uh, last week, they said, but if you have a sensor in my bedroom, then how do we're just taking care of the indoor quality in that bedroom? I mean, yeah, that's kind of correct, but not really, because if we're designing, we're pulling from different spots like bathrooms, we're going to make sure that we take care of the whole house and, and satisfy that, that sensor in that room. And then, you know what, it might be the next one, the bedroom next door that for some reason, you know, two people walk in there and it's, it starts going down the indoor quality and we engage that system again. So that whole smart ventilation system is just, it's, it's that set it, forget it, and you know what, that peace of mind that you're gonna have good indoor air quality all the time, 24 seven. Bob, you build some of the finest homes I've ever seen in Squamish. As a matter of fact, I flew up there, I've been to two, two events with Bob. Uh, I wanted to buy one of the houses. I could picture myself riding my motorcycle on the roads. Like it was just paradise. And his homes, I absolutely love, and I still to this date, and hopefully one day I can retire in one of your houses. You've noticed over the years, and I, and I wanna talk about what Bob has said, and it's about, it costs money. Over the years, homeowners are talking about countertops, floors, tiles, glass, wine rooms. Okay, that's wonderful. That means people can afford class, taste. However, we need to talk about family and the importance of having a healthy home. There is someone, a good friend of mine, his name is John, and we worked with him in New Orleans when we redid New Orleans. And his whole philosophy is that we can design a home with clean air quality that someone with asthma 
will lose it. In other words, over the years, the asthma will go away if they live in a clean environment all the time, almost like a bubble. Do you agree? Absolutely. Tell me about this. So, you know, when we talk about uh, building high quality houses, uh, as we look at changes to the energy code, one of the key things is building airtight houses. So why do we build airtight? Well, first, you know, the perception is, is we need to build airtight because that what, yeah, that's what creates low energy houses. It, it reduces our energy bills. Um, and so, you know, one of the, the best things I've ever heard is, is build it tight and then ventilate it right. Uh, you, when we talk about um, asthma or uh, respiratory um, illnesses that people have, as we head into spring, what is the one thing that people are suffering from? Allergies. And where does that come from? Outside. Outside, pollen, right? Yes. So if we build an airtight house, we build that bubble, then we protect the indoor occupants from all those outdoor contaminants. What's, what's the other thing that we see uh, as a growing concern uh, across North America in the summertime? Deals with heat, lightning. Storms. Forest fires, right? Yes. So how many people out there in the last five years have experienced heavy smoke where they live. Oh, that's a great point. And so if, if we can build this airtight sanctuary for families, whether it's in the springtime when pollen is people's, uh, sending people's allergies off the charts, uh, or in the summertime if you're unfortunately dealing with high smoke areas, we build this, uh, this, this bubble, this airtight bubble, and then we use a system that manages that indoor air quality, ventilating the house. You know, the one thing that we haven't really talked about is when you have an ERV, it's creating that fresh air delivery system to every room in your house. If we can combine that with a very simple device that costs an extra $8 that manages the indoor air quality in each room, how valuable is that to your family? That is eight, eight, eight dollars a room. You have 10 houses in your room. We're talking less than a hundred dollars, yep. Sonny. Probably, um, yep. And absolutely people, are very excited about hard surface countertops. They're, they want fancy fixtures. They want really lovely hardwood floors. Um, you know, the cost of that is exponential to some of the simple things that we can do to really significantly improve the indoor, indoor air quality for you and your family in your new house, or you know, particularly when we're renovating. If you're doing a significant renovation, there is a great opportunity to not only improve the envelope, you know, the, the building enclosure, make that enclosure airtight, and then really consider a system, you know, holistic system, such as Panasonic is offering, and um, really consider this as, an, as, a, as, a, as a key part of keeping your house and your family safe. For years now, uh, all homeowners have been saying to me as I speak across the country, United States, Canada, I've been on the stage so many times, Mike, you need to help change minimum code, and you know, at the beginning, I thought I could do this, but it wasn't about changing minimum code. And I'm gonna tell you why. Minimum code is the bare minimum in an area to build based on its environment. And that could be a hot zone, a cold zone, a hot cold zone, etc. Minimum code is only a beginning. And what we need to do as home buyers, home owners, and I truly believe we're paying more attention today about this indoor air quality because it comes to our kids and we've got a huge threat of pandemic after pandemic and they're talking about the next pandemic. Did you see that on CNN yesterday? The next pandemic. Right, give me a freaking break. Also, this monkey pox. Mm -hmm. What the hell's going on here? 
This is going to be something that we need to pay attention to. The bubble that Bob is talking about is the bubble we live in and we want to control that bubble. We look at that bubble as I'm going to cook today, I'm going to cook for the family and not too many friends are going to come over because I'm afraid of the pandemic. I'm afraid of somebody coming into my home and, and making my family sick. But we can control that bubble that you're not going to be sick, that the kids are good, that you're good. We need to stop thinking that this is the responsibility of the government and or the builders. This is your responsibility. This is your money. You want to buy a house? You want to buy it right. That's as simple as that. I want to see builders like Bob, okay? Bob is a builder that cares to talk to you like Sonny and tell you that if you're going to buy a home, this is what we suggest. Put your money in the right direction first and then whatever you got left over, you can pick floors, countertops, etc. Now, shouldn't we be doing that? You know, if homeowners aren't asking for it, builders are not going to build it. So I think a big part of this and the value of, of, of what we're doing today is trying to make people more aware, one, of how important indoor air quality is and how easy it is for you to get it. You know, the building code in Canada now requires balanced ventilation. So it's already in the code. Um, and all you have to do is step it up marginally to be able to ensure that that balanced ventilation is managing and monitoring the indoor air quality in your house. And we talk about some simple devices that can then also be added to that system that scrub the air and make sure that yes, if you bring somebody in your house who has a cold, who has the flu, whether it's monkeypox, whatever that is, mm -hmm. uh, or COVID or any of those things, then um, you know, you're increasing your opportunity to make sure that that infection doesn't spread to your family. So explain air balance. You said it's introduced in the code and they're trying to push this more. How do you, how do you, what, are you, is just the forced air unit? They got to balance the CFMs from forced to return? So it, it can be a completely separate system. You have a fan that exhausts and you have a place that balances that air with fresh incoming air. Using the, the mechanical system? So it can be part of the mechanical. So your mechan when we talk a mechanical system, we're talking about that system that delivers hot and cold air to your house. Um, Furnace so you can, ERV. Yeah, so you can, you can attach the ERV to that system. You can simply also have a fan that exhausts, central fan that operates continuously that takes the stale air out. And then you can have another uh, system that actually balances that by bringing the same amount of fresh air into the house. There's no energy recovery component to it. Um, it's just creating that balance of ventilation. That's, that's the minimum code. But years ago, it was the simple simplicity of the exhaust fan in the bathroom. That's why it was controlled in some places on the humidistat. And in other places, there was a switch on the wall by the thermostat. So if you knew, you knew to understand to look at that and say, okay, there's a lot of moisture in the house, turn on the fan. Would that fan be as, as simple as creating air balance in your home? So, so if we go back 10 years when uh, air tightness wasn't a component part of the building code, that fan as an exhaust only device could be balanced by holes in the, the walls in the roof, right? Because we weren't building an airtight house, the fan could easily exhaust the stale air from, but only from one central place um, and the house would balance itself as we've become more and more focused on energy efficiency and the building code is now specifically requiring you to build a more airtight house. 
Now we need to have a ventilation system that not only exhausts air, but brings in the same volume of air so that that fan can work. If you have an airtight house and you have an exhaust only, go take a piece of tissue paper, put it up against the fan and see if the fan will actually hold the paper. The fan will sound like it's doing something. It looks like it's doing something. But if you have an airtight house with an exhaust only fan, it actually isn't functioning. It's not doing what it's supposed to Here's do. Here's a great example. Grab yourself a two liter empty bottle of Coca-Cola, ginger ale, I don't care. It's empty, empty it out. Pull air by sucking in. Can you suck in? No, that's Bob's point. The, air, the house is so airtight that even that exhaust fan can't pull the air. But when you open that window downstairs, that creates stock effect using the fan, and that can now pull the air. That was the science behind this at the beginning. That doors had a one-inch cut, and I'm talking to the bathroom, to the bedrooms. They had to have a one-inch cut at the bottom at a bare minimum so air was able to move throughout your house. What we need to do is really think about is your home as breathing like your body. The majority of your home is organic. Your whole body is organic. And the home needs to breathe. So it doesn't just breathe, but air needs to move. And if air doesn't move, and this is another great example, if your home is heated by hot water and you have rads, you really don't have any air moving. That's not good. That's very efficient heat but it's not good to live in when it comes to your health. These homes, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sonny, these homes would be more entitled to be in the top category of poor indoor air quality in your home. For sure, yep. What would I, you do if they had that? Well, I think uh, to, to Bob's point, I mean, the discussion is all around balanced ventilation right now, right? So we have to find a way, I mean, typically if a home has a rad and, and, and it's been heated by water, it's probably not that tight, right? There's probably a lot of different uh, ways that air can get in, you know, not just opening a window, but it can get in through any kind of, you know, way as being an old home. So that's where kind of like an exhaust only strategy might work. But of course, that's more for rentals. When we're building new homes, there's not too many builders, you know, that are not building tight, whether it's code or you want to build above code, that tight space needs balanced ventilation and i think even more importantly just going back a few steps is we talked about this kind of throughout the um uh, the podcast is is remove the source right so remove anything that's gonna you know whether it's cleaning products and things build with uh products that are you know low vocs or no vocs and then what bob talked about is you know mechanical ventilation when we're building tight it's really the only way we're going to achieve and maintain optimal indoor air quality that's going to be healthy for our whole family and I think that's where we come in and I just wanted to mention uh, the, the education if the homeowner is not asking for it with Panasonic we're very unique as a manufacturer we have a campaign called breathe well and breathe well is about these things clean comfortable fresh air and how do we make, how do we achieve that with basically all our solutions whether it be heating ventilation air conditioning purification or smart controls and that's the education piece we're trying to get out as a manufacturer. We want consumers, whether they own a home and they want to renovate or retrofit or they want to buy a new home, we want them asking for those solutions because we can provide them, number one. And number two, because I think, I mean, that's where we are now. We're, we're in a, I don't want to say we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm hoping that we're at the end of a pandemic, but there might be another one starting where we have to think about these things now. And it's not something you can put on the back burner you got to look at how you can improve that, that, that nest, that your, your home where you spend all that time, sleep, you know, eat and, and, and gather together. 
That's the way that Panasonic can do it with BreatheWell, the only complete air quality solution, and that's by providing a clean, comfortable, and fresh environment with all our technologies that, we're, that we can provide that have, most of them have been discussed today. If we don't do something about this, if we let all this go, these long-term effects, which I'm trying to get through to you, will be your problem, your kid's problem, and we don't know these things until later, like radon gas. They didn't know it until you breathed it in for 25, 30 years, and all of a sudden, you have got lung cancer and it's irreversible. What are the effects of all the VOCs we've been breathing all these years? But because we keep looking at this air and we don't see anything in it, we think it's clean. We think it's good. Mom's at home cleaning everything up and she's there all the time. Mom is breathing it in all the time. We need to keep doing this. We need to keep talking to you to let you know there's ways that your home can be healthy for you and your kids. I care about my family, I care about my friends, and it's going in my house. Right now, I put in a permit. We're doing a new kitchen. I'm doing a new furnace. I'm doing a new ERV, Panasonic. I'm doing a beautiful new kitchen, and the things that I'm doing first is about the healthy part in the home. And then I'm gonna pick the countertops and the floors. You need more information, go to makeitright.ca, and come on, man, let's make this right together. You guys agree? Absolutely. I agree. Thank you so much. This is, this is important to me. We're going to keep doing this. Bob, you talked about um, pulling out the air. Okay, if you don't have an HRV and you don't have an ERV and you're going to do a renovation, what are some of the things that we can do to help air movement? So, you know, it's, it's, it's help air movement. How do we create that fresh air delivery system? Um, so the first, you know, as we talked about earlier, you know, how do you control that indoor air environment? Because if we have an exhaust only strategy, then we're drawing that makeup air through the building on enclosure, through the walls, through the roof, through the foundation from your crawl space. Uh, and that air coming from outside is full of those contaminants that we identified earlier, pollen and smoke. And so how could we take a renovation and ensure that it was airtight? Well, there's a great strategy out there uh, product called Aero Barrier. Uh, we can come into the house and we can spray an aerosoled sealant that finds all the nooks and crannies in the house. So if you're doing a significant renovation, there is a very easy strategy to first make sure that envelope is reasonably airtight and then consider a balanced ventilation system like an ERV with a whisper air uh, that can not only provide that fresh air delivery system to every room in your house, we talked about Swidget, you know, a small $8 you know, device that costs an ex extra $8 that you can put in all your rooms. And so when you're considering that renovation, there's some very, very easy strategies here that can not only create that new beautiful space for your house, for your family, but can also dramatically improve the indoor air quality. So not only are you building a new beautiful house, you're building a new healthy house. I used that product in my home and we'd use it on the show. And if you remember what we did was we made the home negative air, if I'm correct, and what that's doing is they're able to pull and find out through the computer and shows you, like my house had, a, I think, a, a four-foot hole in the side of it. That was the equivalent. And that's just through all the leaks that I had. So they'll put the sprays inside the house. They'll, pull, they'll make that draw on the outside of the home. And it goes and fills all the holes on your ductwork 
around your around your home. So what it's doing is just making your home more airtight, and it's really inexpensive and a smart thing to look at. And you can catch that on one of the shows. Um, with that though, I like the way you said if you if you if you don't have a fresh air in. When you're trying to keep it out, okay, this is why the balance system needs to be understood. Let me be a little more clear. The exhaust fan's pulling the air out. You heard me say it earlier. We've opened up that window and it's now pulling fresh air in and exhausting stale air out. But what if in the summer, the pollen's going like crazy and everyone's got allergies in your home, you're pulling in all those allergens inside the home. This is where the ERV comes in. This is where the Whisper Air Repair comes in to help balance that, clean it, and get it out of the home without actually, it's cleaning it first is what it's doing, and that's what you need to know. The Whisper Air Repair is not a ventilation fan, correct? Correct. correct. Four so, watts, ductless. Yep, no exhaust. You're not exhausting out like you would a normal exhaust fan uh, or any of our exhaust fans. And we just have a nine CFM motor that has this, the, the, the magic is in what's called a nano generator device. And what we're really creating, you know, in simplistic terms is OH radicals. And believe it or not, OH radicals are actually available in nature. They, they actually, they're in your body, believe it or not. We won't get into that because that, that might be a whole podcast in itself, but we're uh, providing 3.9 trillion OH radicals per second from this device. Like you said, you mentioned it was in the ceiling, looks like about an eight inch speaker. And we're basically flooding the room with these OH radicals. O and H, so what we're looking for is another H. So whether it's a bacteria, virus, pollen, allergen, mold, we're looking to pull an H from that bacteria and denature that, that uh, bacteria or virus or that protein. And what we're left with is add OH to another H, you got H2O. And guess, keep in mind, you know, 3.9 trillion, these things are so small that people say, oh, so you have water falling kind of when these are going? No, it just kind of dissipates because they're so at uh, such a, a micro level. But what we're doing is we're attaching to those proteins. We're attaching to the carpet. We're going on clothes on the surface on your desk there. And we're purifying the air. We're purifying surfaces and clothing or rugs. So we really have that, that passive, uh, that active uh, purification I talked about. And then with the ERV, and Bob, we're, ta we're talking about this last week, is that we don't have a filter at the ERV too that's gonna bring, you know, even that pollen that's coming in, that happens to come in through that fresh air, we're gonna be able to trap that with a, a minimum MERV-8 filter, but up to a HEPA filter. And you know, the filter's this big, it's not like a, your furnace filter 16 by 25, but that little filter, you know, packs a, a big punch because we're gonna be able to stop that pollen from coming in also. So now we have two lines of defense, that filter, and then we have the active by the Whisperer Repair, and it's really a unique way of doing things, and we're the only ones you know, that's where Breedwell comes in, the, the complete air quality solutions. We're the only ones that can attack uh, all those different things all at once. So it's not an exhaust fan. It's an no. air repair system, Whisper Air Repair. Air purification system, yes. Which is, you just said something that really caught my attention. It was that not only is it cleaning the air of viruses and all kinds mm. of crap, but it's actually attaching, it's going back out and attaching itself to you in the carpet. Yeah. Explain so, that. Uh, this is the, the simplest way. Uh, when I was in Japan a couple years ago, pre-COVID, we actually have a, a clothes hanger that has that nanotechnology in it. So if you can think about your jacket there, uh, if you can think about in Japan, it still exists where you go to a bar, for example, and you get the, everybody's smoking in that bar and you come home smelling like an ashtray, you put that thing on the clothes hanger that has the nano and it's able to provide those OH radicals and really clean and take the odor off 
your clothing. So similarly, if it's a rug or if it's clothing or if it's a, a sofa, all these OH radicals are gonna continuously flood the space. And keep in mind, this is important, 600 seconds, one of these OH radicals, of the 3.9 million trillion per second lasts 10 minutes. So 600 seconds is 10 minutes. It's gonna attach to a, a bacteria virus and if, if it lands on the ground or lands on that surface, it's going to actually, you're going to have, you know, you, you can fire your maid or your, or your cleaner and really you're going to have self-purifying 24-7. What I'm hearing, Sonny, is that this also cleans the odors in the air. Is that right? Yes. I think, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, to, it's almost an unbelievable technology when I can say that a little tiny generator about that big, you know, emits 3.9 trillion OH radicals per second. It's like, Sonny, how does that happen? I, when I first learned about this technology, and keep in mind, this technology's been around since 1997 in Japan. The generator that generates these OH radicals is fifth generation, so we are now in our fifth generation of, of this, and there's a sixth one coming out that's gonna create even more, or be more powerful to create. Uh, but really, you notice more is that fresh, crisp air when you have the nano technology running because of the odors. And we do have a way to, to actually demo it and test it for our contractors and our builders that do it, does a test with uh, two test papers. So chili sauce, usually when you smell chili sauce, you kind of go, ooh, yeah, you know, there's a smell. And we're able to create that technology in a little cube environment like that and put one side of the test paper in for 45 seconds, take it out, and that smell has gone odorless on that one side. So we really can't show you that it's killing, you know, COVID if it's in this room or if it's a you know, bacteria or virus or, or a pollen or allergen. But that's when you'll notice is that, you know what, typically if it's a good smelling environment, you probably think that you're in a good indoor quality environment as opposed to, hey, I smell something in here and it's probably not the right, you know, it shouldn't be in here. So that's the most noticeable thing about the, the whisper air repair. Wow. Yeah. I guess that screws you up, doesn't it? Yeah, I was, I was telling Sonny, don't tell my wife. Hopefully she never watches this because you know, she's, she and my daughter have always wanted a cat. And I'm like, well, they're, they're smelly and they're like litter box. Litter and box. So now all of a sudden my excuse is going to get pulled away. But, you know, it did occur to me, like, how many, how many of us lived in a house with a musty smelling basement? Yep. So, Sonny, with this, 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 could, this could get so rid of that musty smelling basement? That would basement. get rid of that smell, but along with proper ventilation, obviously, right? And that's the, that's the right approach, right? Proper ventilation, whisper air repair, and we, we have people putting them in basements. Yes, you're going to have that that more comfortable, crisp, fresh environment. But we still want to make sure we're tackling all the, you know, bringing in that fresh air somehow also with ventilation. But just, you know, it occurs to me, what, what do people do to try and improve the air quality in their house? Normally they'll put in, and I hope they at least do this, is like an air cleaner, you know, a Honeywell air cleaner. Or, or they, they plug something into the wall. Right. Right, and so what is that doing? Is it actually cleaning the air? It filters the air. No, it masks it. Right, like the, 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 the plug-in, the Glade plug-in. Oh, you're oh, talking about plug-in like in, plug-in in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, that's, so, and so that's what are we, we're, actually, yeah. we're actually introducing another contaminant into our house in an effort to try and make our house smell right. cleaner and fresher. Whereas, you know, here we have a very simple device that doesn't add anything to the home. It actually scrubs the air right. and truly purifies it. Yeah, and one, one key thing too, Mike, is that if you look into a dip a little bit further, it's an ionization technology as opposed to UV light or some sort of filtration media. Um, it's one thing to say, hey, it's smelling great in here and it's taking care of stuff, but we want to talk about safety, whether it's children, whether it's pets, whether it's, you know, we have tests on fertility, all these things where 
we want to make sure that we're introducing a safe technology that's going to clean your air as opposed to there's other technologies out there that use ionization or bipolar ionization that create above the allowable limits of ozone which is not good for any of us in here as human beings. I like this and let me tell you guys thank you so much I love sitting and talking about healthy homes airtight homes and how we can make it better for you me and the kids let's keep doing this right together I'd love to talk again thank you so much you agree thanks Mike thank yeah you. absolutely thanks for having us. thank you This episode is brought to you by Improve Canada, Canada's largest home improvement center. Check out improvecanada.com. If you like the show, check out the episode page on makeitright.ca for more tips.